Welcome to the Dogs of 9000, the official podcast of 1900 Hot Dog, America's last comedy website where living comedians stress stress living write jokes that uh, that no robot is the boss of. If you remember the emotion that humans call joy, we're doing that. We're doing that. Support us on patreoncom slash 1900hotdog and uh, support joy instead of instead of robot slaughter. I'm Robert Brockway, and my martial arts weapon is a car. I have a 7th Dan black belt in hitting you with my car. And my co-host's martial arts weapon is an invincible body with a flaming axe. It's Axe Tank Sean, baby! <laughs> Yay! That's our Bangkok knockout references. The greatest movie no one should ever watch. Uh, because it was made by stunt people, and so the stunts and the fights are awesome, but that's only six minutes of a very, <laughs> very difficult 90 minutes to get through. And our guest, Merritt Kay, whose martial arts weapon is being comedy Sam Ohong in Betrayal. Sweet Betrayal. Yeah, I have a new outfit. <laughs> you got a little, to, to be well, clear, in your role now, you have like a page boy haircut and uh-huh. uh, Matrix Matrix glasses mm-hmm. and like a little schoolboy uniform. Beautiful, with a lightning bolt on it? No, just ah, a little, a little I, butler's schoolboy uniform, right. and uh, you're very, you're very egregiously Rob Schneider-ish until you betray us all and turn oh, out to no. be the villain. Well, just like Rob Schneider did. Yes, but uh, <laughs> in a in fun way this time. <laughs> this is in a much more fun way, and they okay. also uh, they they do kill him at the end. So, just like we did to Rob Schneider. Just like we're going <laughs> just, to do. Like if everything goes Schneider. to plan, when you're listening to this. Oh my God! Could you imagine if Rob Schneider really died? Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> not uh, not actionable in my. Right, I'm, t- I'm uh, telling you right now, if Rob Schneider dies like the day this podcast releases, oh, I'm still running it. I'm not yeah, going to postpone it. <laughs> absolutely, he would want it yeah, that why way. Would he's you? against out censorship. Respect? He's a he's <laughs> yeah, for free speech. Out of fucking out of honor for, I might actually do that just so I could say <laughs> I have respect for Rob Schneider and we can all laugh and laugh. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, anything you want to you wanna plug today, Merit? Patreon.com slash Merit K. I've been posting more writing there. Posted a, a sneak peek at a novella that I just finished draft of a couple of weeks ago and sent to my agent. So fingers crossed that'll be something. But in the meantime, you can read part of it on there. Uh, you people, can read still, a bunch uh, of, hmm? people still do novellas? Apparently them, novellas but... are, are a thing in like sci-fi and horror right now. Because, I don't know, people Hell people's yeah. attention spans are too bad. They don't want to read a whole novel. Hmm. You know? I understand And that's fine that. for me because I, I don't want to write a whole novel. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm right? saying. It works that's out great. That's yeah. why I'm excited. Like, fuck yeah, I could write 30,000 words on something and then just Hell yeah. call it. A, I could write 30,000 words on fucking Rob Schneider. That's easy. <laughs> I mean, you should. <laughs> so where can, uh, where can people find that? Uh, yeah, that's at patreon.com slash... And are you mostly are you mostly horror or sci-fi or you just bounce to whatever? Yeah, I mean I'm mostly doing horror stuff lately. Uh a lot of my stuff is like about like nineties or two thousands era uh internet stuff because I'm just that kind of millennial where I'm like hopelessly looking back at the way things could have been. Yeah. Um so I write a lot, you know, write horror stories about like forum culture and like malls and that all that kind of like millennial bait i guess but uh I, I think i try to do it in a way that isn't just like you know uh so cynical it's maybe a little cynical but uh i don't know it sounds fucking rad to me i don't want to live in this future <laughs> this yeah garbage. it sucks <laughs> <laughs> we're hanging it's on to web 1.0 as hard as we can yeah, yeah. i it's uh 
we got we have to go back. If we can if we can bomb this internet down and uh, start a new one, it's going to be just like we'll just cap it. We'll cap it at like two thousand four. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets yeah. one GeoCities page. You get a web ring. Uh, there's maybe some forums, but nothing too big. The joy of the world if you'd search for something on the internet and you just got a site with that information with like no ads and pop-ups and cookie notifications. There's no, <laughs> and it was just a guy a, who was not really a video. into that. Yeah, it's just someone explaining something. It's not a robot trolling Reddit forums to, to create a fake article. To Oh, God, that'd be beautiful. It's not Google making up that Shrek 5 is real <laughs> and telling you it's, it's a Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> It's just it. some nerd in Dakota who's really fucking into forks, and you're like, I just need, I just need yeah. fork information. I can it's never see that website again. right now, like Jamie's fork site, and Jamie's it's just fork. like a, and a really Roden difficult, a really difficult to like to it's parse like background, background, yeah, yeah, with just like the smallest thumbnails of forks in like a frame, like a, a table, Spinning brown textured background with like yellow text. You're like, fucking, what does that say? <laughs> yeah. You got to highlight it to read. Copying it. and pasting this in a notepad so I can read your website. Coming soon is the only thing technically on the site. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, let's, let's go back. We got to go back. Uh, Sean, anything you want to talk about? Oh, uh, we already talked about uh, Starfield and Remnant, uh, which was like what I did this week. I, I had a, a pretty good video game week. I got done with my writing early and uh, uh, the six-year-old is in school. So that sort of frees up my day a lot. And uh, I just fucking indulged. Do you want to plug your uh, I want to play my uh, Xbox. School. Plugs education. It's good for the Plug kids. It's good for the parents. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Not not for yourselves, but so daddy me. can get Just a na- fucking nap. So, so daddy can romance an alien <laughs> on, on the on the Xbox. Got to specify. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and plug our other podcast, Big Feats. That's me, Sean Baby, and Jason Pargin. Watching all mountain monsters, the uh, the hillbilly monster hunting reality show that gets better. Every single episode. It's, it's so good. They can't so, do a bad one. Uh, so I love that show. It's great. Um, are you doing every episode? Of- every single episode. Nine, <laughs> nine seasons, baby. <laughs> so you're going to be doing this show for the next decade. Yeah, it releases every two weeks. Right. So at least, at least Incredible. the next decade. That's partly why I finally was like, we got to pull the trigger on this because it will never end. Yeah. Right, we'll yeah. have material forever, and I flashed through, and I was still checking out episodes on like season, season six, season seven. I'm like, man, these are still so good. These are yeah. still like they really raise the bar on how fucking stupid they're going to be every single episode, and it's it's a joy. We've already got more in the can and more coming up, and and honestly, every single one is more fun than the last. So check out Big Feats. Leave us a leave us a review or something. Do something useful. Oh, There's no ads idea. on it. You got to do something. You got to pay for it somehow. Uh, but that's not that's not today. You don't have to pay for anything today. We're talking. We're giving you a gift. We're talking about one more time. The last time, part three, WMAC Masters. Uh, yeah, we're doing it again. I what, love what that we got together it? to do one podcast episode, and it has turned uh, it's really <laughs> a. We're like we just talk it's these twenty minute like episodes. Odyssey. Yeah, <laughs> we're like yeah, that's about enough. We watch it, and then I think we are complaining <laughs> about this in the other two episodes, but like. We all have so much to say about these ninjas. <laughs> and I, I, I feel and it like... it has not stopped. I feel like we're not going to get through the intro of this show because they do a previously on. They're like, oh hey, welcome to WMAC Masters, previously on. God. And then it's just the fucking... <laughs> the, that horizon right. dimension opens. 
and that it's we like, are going to that there is a special part where we just break down every scene of that. You are right that that is exactly incredible. in my notes. First, if you haven't listened to the other w- WMAC masters, you don't have to. Uh, probably one and a half hours or so is enough. Sure. Uh, but we did much more than that. So uh, WMAC masters stands for World Martial Arts Council Masters. Uh, it was a live action uh, martial arts tournament show. You know, all scripted, not not a not an actual tournament. It ran for two seasons from 1995 to 97, I'm going to say. Uh, it's, it's kind of, and they all live together and they're friends. It's like, uh, it's like the Mickey Mouse Club holds a kumite. Only it's, it all takes place on the lot of Universal Studios, Studios mm-hmm. Florida, which they think is, uh, is an entire world, an insane world that they live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, every fighter, once they do fight, every fighter has a power bar on screen. Once again, these are actual people, and then they have a little power bar, and then if they get hit, some amount of that power bar comes off. Uh, it can only be filled with ninjas. They eat ninjas for fuel. Uh, it rules as terrible. Nobody thought through any part of it, and uh, it may be the best show ever made. I agree. So uh, one of my favorite parts of it is they focus on... Um, like little morals, little little morality plays kind of in there that teach the kids a lesson because I think they legally had to at this point in time. Uh, like you can't tell children how to jump kick something without also telling them to drink their milk. It's just, it was illegal. Right. I think, uh, yeah, so, the moral majority was like, they found out about violence, I think, around this time. Like before it was all like sex and like the occult. And then in the early 90s, it's like, oh my God, these kids are watching a fuck ton of violence. This probably can't be good, right? And I yeah. think they shifted to that. So yeah, yeah, because it was very all start like... of that video game stuff too, thanks to Mortal Kombat. So right. I think that was that yeah, was exactly pretty, pretty firmly. And this is you know clearly this is Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, like four kids, right? <laughs> G-rated Mortal Kombat where rainbows come out instead of blood. Uh, so we're talking about uh, season two, episode three, Ladies' Night. And I, I did bring this one because it's great on its own merits, and there's a mm-hmm. lot to talk about. But also, it has the best recap of the recaps they've done so far that talk about all the drama that happened just before this. So, yes, John Baby's right. We are going to do an episode <laughs> this is the entire on the episode recap. Now. This is the episode. It's just on the recap of an episode or episodes that I have not seen. We're yeah. laughing. I'm going to bet we're not calling our own bluffs here. Absolutely. <laughs> it's really going to happen. I love it because I do speak this language. Like, I grew up in this era. I, mm. I love this exact type of shit. And I have no fucking idea what's going on. I've seen a lot of the episodes that I think they're referencing. I have no idea what's going on. It's the most useless previously on that may have ever been made. It is just a, a fire hose of madness. It does. It's because it's trying to catch you up on almost everything. Right. Like, it's yeah. not one story arc. It's like everything that happened up until now, which right. if you put it all together, you're like, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Whoops. Right. And like, then everybody knows now. The thing is, yeah, like, so I think what's maybe not immediately clear is that in the first season, it sort of seemed like a more just like normal tournament and Shannon Lee is there and she's announcing. Mm -hmm. And then I think by the end of the second season and into the second, they're like, no, no, no. What we're doing, Shannon Lee's gone. We're doing a computerized lady voice as the announcer. And we're doing like really crazy plot lines, like people like interfering in matches, masked ninja, aren't all ninja, masked ninja. Yeah, this um, is fucking WMAC Game of Thrones. Like, we right. decided we're going to do political intrigue within <laughs> yeah. There's the like Universal Studios cases. Florida yes. lot. There's all kinds of... All right, let's, let's start okay, from the yeah, beginning. Okay, so last time on, on WMAC Masters, uh, Machine was in a championship match 
with uh with Superstar, I believe it was, and uh, that was sabotaged at the last minute by the Masked Ninja, uh, resulting in the impossible because Masked Ninjas are not people, as we well, they're at best like one third of a person uh, right. illegally within this terrible world. They're freshmen in their ninja academy in the academy yeah, all right. these guys are graduates of so uh i i guess the mask ninja was like obviously an advanced student and that's what was illegal about it yes mm. it's a caste violation ninjas are not allowed to uh occupy this social strata yeah uh so they have a martial arts trial <laughs> where they all everybody involved is also a martial artist uh-huh. uh for star warrior who is superstar's brother who they think was secretly the masked ninja and yep. this trial is complete with Turbo Judge. Uh, that's a judge who's <laughs> also Turbo. Whose yes. name is Turbo and is wearing a leather vest yeah. and holding a gavel. And holding a gavel. So he gets good. an actual gavel. To, this is, this wanna, is how the legal process works within the Truman it's, experiment that this has become. He's karate master. I, I want to talk about his hair. I feel like uh, mentioning his jacket is important because he's got the, the sleeveless jacket. But his hair is so flowing and full of body. Mm-hmm. He looks like... Uh, when you're making like a custom character and you're scrolling through the very last of the haircuts, like the lady haircuts, and you just right. stop at the one that makes you laugh hardest. So he's like yes. a gorgeous lion, but something's <laughs> off. Like like he's a metalhead uh, who had to cut his hair for fucking work three months ago and it's just not growing back as fast as I want. Like that's what he looks like. And he's got this real serious look on his face because he's a judge, but he also looks completely ridiculous. And I would argue that their problem should be solved with karate and not... Um, right. He is a karate judge. So I, right. I think in a way, technically, this might be true. Somebody has to set the excessive bylaws that plague WMAC Masters. And we are seeing that legal system okay, but in speaking action. Of, speaking of this system, like, yes, they sh- they have a clip of him and he's like, uh, he drops this bombshell of, of evidence. So like the judge himself is like, hey, Star (laughs) Warrior was with me at the Academy. So in this law of dystopian karate hellscape beneath beautiful Universal Studios Orlando, the judge can just enter evidence into a case he's presiding over. And so like, like and he knew from the presumably from the start, of course, unless he remembered later that he was. You think the American legal system with all its checks and balances is going to survive the collapse of society and the the gradual rebuilding of it under Universal Studios Orlando? Then you're sadly mistaken. (laughs) Because it's just not going to happen. The fact that they have courts at all, or at least the facsimile of a court, they once heard of a court or or saw an episode of Night Court, and now they're like sort of a cargo cult-like recreating these structures and images. The the Night Court cargo cult. Of course, everybody knows that old trope. (laughs) (laughs) The the Night Court court cargo cult. Cargo cult located in the post-apocalyptic bunker underneath Universal Studios Florida. Which all is the only thing be. to survive the end of the world. Right. I love that it's always been a farce. Like you can't have the judge. Re- <laughs> you can't have the judge reveal that because he would do that first thing. Like, oh, first we right. don't need to have this trial. I call to the witness stand. Me, the judge. I'm best friends with the defendant, and I was there when he didn't do it. <laughs> you, case closed. So it's case fine. closed. Fucking idiots but, are terrible at the law. Decide this in the ninja dome. You ninja clowns. However, I think what uh, I'm sure it was part of the trial somehow, or maybe it was just unrelated fights because they cut to in the middle of the trial mm-hmm. scene. Part of this involves superstar bashing a seesaw with his fist so hard that it launches a ninja <laughs> through a target, like a WMAC carny game. Oh God. That's yeah. fucking amazing that like, they're not 
dehumanized enough that their food, they're now fucking tossing them for competition. Again, these are supposed to be fucking the WMAC Academy first year students. Dignity. They're white belts. They we learned last them like a fucking Donkey Kong country <laughs> enemy. Pellets. Your pellets now. It was a, we learned last podcast this was a real school that they're talking about. So these are like chill, they're like the children that enrolled in their strip mall yeah. dojo and like machine pops up in his PSA to be like Remember, the key is discipline. We need ammunition. Join up. <laughs> <laughs> this, I, the indignity of this means that this is probably their detention. Like, to just get, like, launched through a hoop by a seesaw that's like, all right, you, you fucked up right. in class. You got to go legal the ammunition dwarf tossing. Yeah, you've been demoted. If he uh, gets you cannonball. through the smallest ring, then he's innocent, and he also wins a duck. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's sort of like medieval witch trial rules, right? Yeah, yeah, if you can hold this Medieval sword rule. without bleeding, if you can launch this ninja through this hoop, then God yeah. believes in you. He's so pumped, too. He shoots him through the hoop, and he's like, yeah, I fucking did it, implying that there was hundreds of ninjas that missed, that, like, died against the wall. He finally got one. And the stakes uh, the stakes were so high. So, so the, anyway, they, they, this, this, this trial is... This is still a recap, you know, everybody. This, is, this yeah, all happened yeah, in this five is seconds. Not this this is, episode. And I do want to just say the one line that I wrote down in my notes, because it's fucking incredible. I forget who says this, but someone really angrily says, if it wasn't for Star Warrior, we'd have the Masked Ninja in custody by now. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Star Warrior. That's why he's on trial, is he let the Masked Ninja escape. Yeah. Uh, so somehow something is established here. The Dragon Star rematch can now take place uh, now that now that everybody's cleared. Uh, so it takes place at they say the underground transit system, and uh, you won't believe this unless you were a child in the 1990s watching any kind of television and bothering your parents. Uh, it's just the earthquake ride at Universal Studios Florida. <laughs> so, so you're looking at it being like, ride. I know exactly how this goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yep. and sure enough. You won't believe there's an earthquake. My God, right. at the earthquake simulator I that love they're fighting inside of. Because Hakim is is the machine. He's fully gotten to the stage where he's picking up ninjas and beating the other ninjas with them. And <laughs> I feel like wonderful. Like that's like how you kill a ferret. You know what I mean? Like that's fucking fantastic. <laughs> he throws one onto the tracks at one point. I think. That, yeah, they throw one like 40 feet onto the tracks, like not not holding any mercy back for these fucking white belts <laughs> that are clear that they have said canonically in this show are just in school, are in the academy to learn how to do this. Like, fuck you, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you with your best friend. Like, this is this is how you prove to a crab that you're God. Like, you just beat, and beat him with other crabs until they understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they absolutely dismantled these. I'm going to say they're children. These canonically yeah. terrified teenagers who have joined the wrong fucking karate school. They were having the best time until they realized, oh, no, we're being beaten to death. Like, they thought this cool. is just the coolest ride they've ever been on. <laughs> <laughs> Earthquakes, <laughs> but then you know clearly somebody starts the ride, like because they have to film this shit at night in between the every and when everybody right. goes to ride the ride. So somebody they film late. The ride starts while they're still on it. Uh, the ceiling collapses. That that fuel tanker. If you were born, mm-hmm. if you were alive, if you were a kid in the nineties, yeah, you know that it. fuel tanker sliding down. Yeah, I thought I was gonna die when I was on earthquake when I was a kid. <laughs> it's, it's the fuel tanker thing that haunts my dreams. It's come for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> so a water main breaks and washes them away. And here's where they fucked up. And they showed the turnstiles because uh, Superstar is holding on to like the staircase to enter the ride. Like, oh, no, I'm going to be washed <laughs> yeah. away. And then just beyond the turnstiles, Machine mm-hmm. is trapped behind them. Like he doesn't have a ticket, so he's going to die. Give <laughs> <laughs> me your ticket. I love this because uh, suddenly instead of a fight, it's who can hold on to the turnstile longest while getting sprayed with water. And, yes. and so a- Hakeem wins. It's like so even the <laughs> robot announcer like knows, okay, yeah, no, I get what the rules are now. So like <laughs> right. I agree he right. won because he held on to the wet carnival ride longer, but it's fucking crazy that those can suddenly become like the official rules of the fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's rule nine oh nine seventeen B in the sub- <laughs> right. subsection of WMAC bylaws that uh there be an earthquake. matches in the event of an earthquake shall be determined by Grip strength uh, on a, on the rides. Yes. By ride grip strength. Athletes shall find similar items to grip. And then in the spring water, may the be bl- least wet win, I think. So. <laughs> However, if you make it past the turnstile, it goes into sudden death. Right. Uh, if you have super so- pass, you can skip past the water spray <laughs> and get to the taco truck. If you, if you sign up. And he, so he wins anyway. Uh, and becomes the champion, and that's that's like all that that's all the recap. That was recap that's still yeah. a recap, yeah. and that they I presumably they did this to help set up the story, but also to set up like the vibe of tension in the WMAC clubhouse because they in in this universe in in fiction in the world they not only all stay and fight together on the Universal Studios Florida lot, they live together in a clubhouse and are like best friends and maybe romantic partners with here like their whole life i, is I in feel here. like they're coded like children i don't think they know what sex is because we watched that one where chris casamasa <laughs> yeah, like very, i do think discovered they love for the first time well i mean they live with chameleon they, they, they're constantly reminded but like i feel like these characters are, are just entering puberty like they're played by 30 i understand they might not know the mechanics of sex okay but like they know they know what fucking is. I just realized oh, okay. what this reminds me of, like them all hanging out in this clubhouse and just sort of walking around in a daze and acting like children. Did you ever see that uh, terrible Joss Whedon show, Dollhouse? I know so what it is. I they're all like, they're all like brainwashed, like children walking around waiting to have some personality implanted into them. That's what this feels yeah, like. That, that's like, exactly. I want to see is. like keepers coming around, like okay, okay, superstar, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's go take a nap now. Like let's. This is an early draft of that. karate into you. Yeah, their, their personalities <laughs> didn't take. They're like, okay, you're going to be the karate fun one. Into your brain. They're like, no, <laughs> does not compute. Right, yeah. Taking blank ninjas. And now, okay, you're a superstar now. You're just, <laughs> it's just a personality they put yeah. on, a, on a ninja template. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so this whole world is crumbling. Turbo has gone mad with karate judge power. The ninjas, the ninja cast are rising up. It's going to be the Ninja Boxer Rebellion up in here. It's grim. That's the mood as we enter the clubhouse. Yeah. Says that recap. And then as we're, okay, we're ready. We're ready to enter. The first thing we see is Lady Lightning coming down the stairs with her magnificent corn puff, bedazzled, (laughs) side-shaved mullet. Fucking, I don't know know what I... So much glitter in her hair. You can see her hair sparkle in 240i. It's just the most sparkly haircut. But it's also... An impossible shape. It's like a Q-tip, but much wider than you're picturing. Uh, <laughs> it's like a paintbrush, like a fan brush, but side, like not like a mohawk. It's like sideways. Right. It's like the white person's 1970s 
afro karate mohawk. Yeah. But yes. also be dazzled. <laughs> it's too many things is what you know it is. When you're trying her, to draw, is, her head is too many things. When you're trying to draw like a human hand pointing at you and your mind knows what a hand looks like, but what you're looking at doesn't make sense. That's like what her hair is like. It's like at an angle that, that is in a direction you can't point. You're like, I don't know. I don't understand. It's God. Uh, it's God's finger pointing at you in four dimensions, and your brain is just. <laughs> I see it. I yeah. see the finger of God. It's a biblically accurate angel on top of her head. <laughs> Except she's throwing her clothes away because she mm-hmm. lost the Dragon Star match to Black Widow, who is then the champion of of the women's division. I feel uh, like this is, is insane. Uh, yeah, this is men writing women. I think this is a, a male writer trying right. to trying yeah. to think what a what a woman would do. Right, like a woman would blame her clothes yeah. for her failure. Like yeah. it's a poor martial artist mm-hmm. who blames their failure on their underwear. That's not a thing. That's the lesson of the entire show. That's the, it's the lesson of the entire show. This is the plot. The yeah. plot and the lesson of the entire show is you can't blame failure on underwear, ladies. I love that they, like they do the striptease reveal. They're like, da-da-na-na. And, and oh, hold on. I have that. Oh, okay, okay. Please. Of course. So to set the stage, she she is defeated. Uh, she's she's depressed about it, and she thinks one thing will make it up, and that's a new outfit. And she's going to show it to her friends. So she says, like, okay, guys, help me out, and holds her arm out so her male friends can come in singing the, the sexy burlesque song yep. and disrobe her in front of the rest of her friends. And yeah. this is that clip. Cyclone said Kameen's about to win. You better hurry up and get ready for your match. Okay, guys, help me out. You lady light. Voila. All prepared to strike. See... That's why I think yep. they know what sex is because Machine was so fucking mm. horny when he said that. Yeah. Oh, prepared to strike. I feel like that's like his poor performance, though. I feel like his character is not supposed to be attracted anyway. No, he licked his lips and looked down at her. Yeah, like, mm. Again, I, I feel like that, that was in violation of the director's command. <laughs> and perhaps set rules, set protocol. <laughs> I like it, too, because it's just a fucking real sensible karate leotard with just the stupidest lightning yeah, bolt hot glued like, across the chest. Uh, it's just, it's not a reveal. You're like, you're expecting some like big thing. And then to make it worse, they like cut away to chameleon. Who's like got this shiny swimsuit, just a full tornado of ninja sex chameleon. I, I'm a big chameleon fan. Uh, and so to juxtapose those together is it's almost like it's a joke. Like it's like, here's well, everybody. Like, like the gag is that she can't dress herself is what I took it to mean. Everybody kind of agrees with you because, first of all, it is a very much, it's just a tank top of the lightning bolt. Where her, her last costume that she threw away was more than this. And so yes. this is less. And everybody kind of scoffs at her for thinking the outfit will help. They're like, no, like, that's fine, but this isn't really going to do anything. Yeah, but it's we just, know. Why would we think it would, you fucking karate maniacs? <laughs> it's Who's just this bootleg for? queen merch. What is this? It's, this it is looks like, like a, something you would wear to like a disco. Uh, like a roller disco event. Yeah. If your dad you made yourself with Yeah, yeah that your mom made because you really like David Bowie. Yeah. yeah. With, like, puffy, with puffy paint, then maybe not, maybe old puffy paint. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't look quite right. It's uncrafty parent Halloween costume. Yes. For a seven-year-old <laughs> David Bowie fan. I think, yes, it's, I think a Halloween, <laughs> it's a Halloween costume that you have to like, somebody goes, oh, what are you? And then you explain what it is right. and they don't, they still don't get it. Like I'm it doesn't Lady help. Lightning. 
from WMAC I don't know know what that is. She's a lightning lad, I think. (laughs) Mom. No, I don't know what I am. So even the glitter in her hair, I, say, I think these people are still choking on microplastics to this day. Like she is just <laughs> shedding it. Just <laughs> she's died of some sort of bedazzled poison, whatever they used to make it out of that was poison to the human body. Uh, that killed her. It certainly killed her. <laughs> um, so even superstars scoffing at this, he's just like, that's not going to make a difference. And Star Warrior, his brother, appears behind him, just like out of the shadows, and is like. A painful past isn't easy to forget. Like his fucking martial arts style is passive aggression. And Superstar immediately like slaps him in the chest and says, hey, drop it already. This was like three days ago when he tried to like get his brother wrongfully convicted. And he's like, fucking get over it. This is the classic Masked Ninja debate. One side is always Mm. like, I'm very obsessed with Masked Ninja. The other side is like, I don't give a shit about Masked Ninja. And that's like the eternal struggle. We've seen it so many times and it's really disappointing that they would you know, use such a well-worn trope yeah. in a show like this. <laughs> it's uh, it's COVID. It's it's exactly COVID. Yeah, it's how, COVID. How we're debating about COVID is uh, what what the nineteen what the nineteen ninety fives had was uh, masked ninjas instead <laughs> instead of COVID. <laughs> I I like uh, that um, it, all this arguing pisses off Cyclone, who's uh, in a mm-hmm. wheelchair because he has a hurt foot, and uh, the only person who he Cyclone speaks Japanese uh, exclusively, and the only. Uh, white person who could speak Japanese. Oh, I'm sorry, the only American person because Willie the Bam Johnson is black. He's the only one who can speak Japanese, so he has to translate everything. So Cyclone's like telling these guys something and then Willie the Bam Johnson translates. Um, he goes, he'd rather watch the match in the arena than the two of you fight. And then here's, he waits like what I would say five beats too long and then he does a little fist pound on the table. Like that was a necessary step for the to properly translate. He's like, no, I really want to let you know what Cyclone's saying and I'm going to do it by hitting the table. So I would say uh, Willie the Bam Johnson's the worst actor in these very competitive circumstances, <laughs> and I love this acting choice. Like this, this is such a powerful uh, performance. I think he probably just forgot, and somebody like one of the interns off screen was like miming a fist pounding. He's like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> get mad, get mad!" Oh, I got it. I, I can do that. I can I play it. mad. I got it. I think that guy's jacking. No, oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> and then uh, we find out. How like Cyclone broke his foot yes. too, right? Right. It's like they're like talking, like how did he do that anyway? And it's like, oh, he was rollerblading at eighty miles an hour, which <laughs> yeah. screaming for a man to get out of his way, but in Japanese. In Japanese. And I guess that's a joke. So the guy just stood there as so, this, yep. this missile hurtled towards him <laughs> on wheels. Right. There are two. There are like two sides to this coin. And you're wrong on both sides because, like, on the one hand, maybe you, Cyclone, shouldn't be slapping on fucking rocket skates in a crowded city <laughs> right. where you don't speak the language or right. know the traffic rules. But also, like, if there's one thing that's a universal language, it's a man flying at you in rocket <laughs> skates going, I don't know how to stop these rocket skates. And, uh, like, you know what that is. Just to throw one, to understand. More, one more monkey wrench into everyone's understanding of the situation. Cyclone is listening to them talk about him in English and laughing along with them because he fully understands what they're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of this story, uh, as said by Tiger Claw, I just wish he would learn some English. <laughs> I have that in my notes. And he's too. not the bad guy because they all laugh and nod yes. like, yeah, this fucking Japanese asshole doesn't speak our language. Oh, so good. <laughs> That's the button on that scene. <laughs> fucking... 
<laughs> I note that that's the button on that scene is this yeah. fucking jackass needs to speak our language. We all love him because yeah. that's also the what the antagonists. So the good guys and the antagonists are all on the same side in this in this little B plot story that he's going to run. This is the but, uh, fucking weebiest room that has ever been. Like all these guys have a fucking yin yang floor mat at their homes, <laughs> and here they meet a, they meet a real life Japanese, and they're like, "Fucking this guy fucking sucks. Learn to talk the language or go home." <laughs> like, no, dude, you guys would all. How do I say fucking karate chop in Japanese? That's that's all day long. They're on this guy's dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we cut to we cut to the next fight, which is a uh, Murmur Chen, whose name is Princess. Uh, Strained in Wushu, one of the one of the others, uh, along with Yin Yang Man. She is dressed in a we haven't seen her before. She's dressed in a unitard with a gold tablecloth over it, like <laughs> loosely loosely sewn together. Yes. It looks like garbage. It it's does. Not. It does look like trash. All these costumes were made by like a real disinterested dad on October thirty first. <laughs> <laughs> like the day of, with no, with no previous skills, it was just yeah. It's just like, like yeah, got it. Just I got a double it. shift, and you want to be a fucking princess? Fuck. Here's a you'll be a Chinese princess, is what you'll be. So she does a demonstration with her three stick weapon uh, in this in this very yeah, this pit like kung fu arena, which we will never use for its proper purpose. Uh, Christine Rodriguez, Lady Lightning. Lady Lightning. Uh, she knows Kenpo, and she's. What I didn't, what we forgot to mention, she's got a little tinsel fringe on her pants, mm-hmm. which does not help anything. It's still just fringe on pants. It's it's the laziest costume. Yeah. Uh, maybe she believes in herself like 10% more now, but it can't be more than that. She does a demonstration no, Rockway, with two Rockway, swords. An outfit does not make you a better fighter. I feel like you, I, you I, missed the entire lesson of the show. I haven't learned that lesson yet. Maybe I will by the time we get to the end of okay. the story. I believe it. Uh, so after they do these badass, like weapon demonstrations and they face off in the Kung Fu arena. It's time to leave the Kung Fu arena. I want to just, <laughs> I want to say something nice about Lady Lightning because she does a one-handed cartwheel with her floppy swords and she makes the fucking best mean faces. I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think she's awesome. I love Lady also, Lightning. Also, uh, when Princess is spinning around that triple stick, I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is what everyone thinks they look like. Yes. When they've got like a Swiffer or broom or something mm-hmm. and they're just like swinging it around. Like, this, socks. Is, this is what I look like. And it's like, yeah, she's no one has ever Star looked Wars like kidding. that. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> I thought they so were going to fight with the, weapons, but no. That's, it's no, a trick. But no. They're going to leave the Kung Fu foyer to, to go to the actual fight zone, which is Battle Zone Doom City. Uh, another disaster ride, of course, from Universal Studios Florida. Uh, but in their world, in their fiction, this is a completely destroyed city. Like, freshly destroyed. It's still on fire. The cars are on their side. Some sort of Godzilla just fucking came through here, and they're fighting in between, like, FEMA teams rescuing civilians for the bubble. <laughs> like, this is just, this just fucking happening. Use your powers to help us, WMAC masters. I'm sorry. Put aside uh, bylaw your petty 406C <laughs> dictates. <laughs> If you put on a ninja costume, I'll kill you. Oh. <laughs> That's all I could do. This show. Oh, God. They have rules now that they explain. Uh, so instead of Shannon Lee, the robot lady comes in and she's like explaining how you get points for stuff. But like s- weirdly subjective ways. Like it has clean hits, speed, defensive ability, and overall technique. And I would argue that three of those are real hard to like quantify. Mm-hmm. Yes, but not in terms of a power bar. <laughs> so they also right, have the power true. bar. There are backup systems. It, there are now two narrators just for the fights. Like, in, yeah. in, because Shannon Lee left, they replaced her with a female robot 
because they already had a robot that can only do half the fights, I guess. <laughs> you need color uh, and, now they have, you know, play by play. <laughs> yeah, so now they, they also have, like, rules, but also the power bar, like, I worried that like they were worried kids wouldn't understand it and <laughs> like corrected so hard that they made sure kids wouldn't understand it. Like, yeah. What the fuck are you? How does it work? Yeah, I thought <laughs> I got what a power bar was, but maybe I don't. I just um, I all I know is that it's fueled by ninja. It's I, a vibes based sure. scoring system. Yeah, it's sort of like you know, did you have a good energy? Did you look like you'd have a good breakfast? Are you sort of bringing <laughs> your points. best self? Four like points. flourish. Yeah, flourish. Showmanship. Pizzazz. Like when that guy, did you see that guy punch the seesaw and send that ninja through a target? <laughs> That's showmanship. We judge on that. That was a nine. There was room for improvement, but not a lot. That ninja died and it was supposed to happen that way. <laughs> and it was beautiful. No ninja could ask for a better death. I just kicked this ninja in the stomach and he vomited until he died. That's nothing. <laughs> not, That's one point. Don't even That's get a, a college point. credit for that. Yeah. His I life think... was worth one point. You think he likes that? He's jealous of 10 point ninja. They all want to be 10 point ninja. There's something that happens here that doesn't happen often enough for my taste. Oh, my God. Where the robot, like, uses robot syntax. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, the robot will say, because I guess it's faster, the robot will go, when power bar is drained, athlete loses. And I feel like <laughs> she could have said when their power bar is drained, yeah. the athlete loses. But no, 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 it doesn't sound robot enough. I, it seems like <laughs> nothing, but this is, like, how they gave Mickey Mouse three fingers. And over the years, it saved mm. Disney, like, millions of dollars. So, like... I feel like after a decade, <laughs> taking all of the particles out of the sentences would have saved WMAC Masters, like, a fortune. Like, $40 in yeah, voice 40, acting. $40, $50, absolutely. Uh, which, which is, a, that's like four rides in the 1990s. Yeah. You could, that's a whole, that's, that's, that's a season. A day at the theme park, baby. Film a, a whole season on four rides. <laughs> we'll fucking prove it. Uh, so, it battles at the doomed city. <laughs> <laughs> the Doom City, which no one is rescuing. Uh, kabuki ninjas populate that. There are different flavors of ninja. Right. Uh, right. So they're, they're going to eat kabuki-flavored ninja this time around. The, the poorest ninjas who thought they were signing up for theater class and, <laughs> and then got sent into Doom City to get eaten by a machine. Uh, or in this case, found two women and were like, oh, thank God, and then just got fucking destroyed. <laughs> fucking annihilated <laughs> so they remember they have their real power bar fueled up by ninjas mm -hmm. uh and the stakes are here they're fighting for the right to go to the electrified dome uh which there surely can be no ninjas how would they even get in there the dome's electrified mm. be, it would be God, they had, they'd have to have some sort of a i don't know this is gonna sound crazy like a treatment on their clothing it'll never work <laughs> you're a maniac i keep telling you you're a maniac I love the reverse masks, uh, like the Return to Oz mm -hmm. style extra, like Malignant, I guess. Um, where <laughs> they're doing Malignant, they're doing Malignant. The Ninja Warriors, Malignant. But I think it they just all adds. Ran backwards. It's so cool. <laughs> like they added all these new elements. Like there's more camera cuts. There's more choreography. Uh, it's it's just so improved in season two. And it's so it's so satisfying. I will say that their move was right to see them like spin kick a guy and then he does the stunt thing where he just spins over and over yeah. and only he's got twice the faces to spin around. Twice so like, the Whoa, faces. He's going so fast. Yes. No matter where you kick him, you hit a face. <laughs> he's just he's oscillating at speeds on no demand. It's just going <laughs> to set him off like a top. There's a, a <laughs> thing that happens here where she uh, Lady Lightning throws a sweep at one of the ninjas and he gets out of the way and she looks so legitimately pissed about it. She throws like <laughs> a 360 tornado kick. Every single one of those faces gets annihilated. <laughs> Whap, let that fucker times. know he's food. You don't get cute in Doom City. <laughs> There's Spooky. so many spin kicks in this scene. Like even lot, for yeah. 
In this yeah. episode, I want to say, like, the spin kick ratio is way it's up. the best kind of kick to look episode. at. Impressive. I but think it's she because has, like, they're women. I think women are, like, men are allowed to kickers. occasionally hammer punch or jump kick. Mm. Right. But women, they have to get that force up by spinning. That's Princess takes a guy out with a full-on, like, uppercut. Just like a straight-up, like, Queensbury mm-hmm. rules uppercut. Like, <laughs> fuck all this kung fu shit. Pretty fucking sweet. Knock your fucking head off. <laughs> A princess uh, does this move where she frisbees a garbage oh can lid God, across the yeah. street, and we do yep. the Sam Raimi cam yeah. on the garbage kid. It's just some That's what I'm talking about. Kid's rib cage it <laughs> flies it's like free. eighty feet. It's the, so much better than than season one. Just like <laughs> he paid belt fees for this. He paid belt fees <laughs> yeah. to be here. <laughs> it's incredible. It's perfect. And I love Christine Rodriguez, Lady Lightning. Her like a lifetime of karate demonstration has given her like the best mean karate face. So just. All these spin kicks are punctuated with just like this perfect like ninja killing drama. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. it. It's, it's pretty solid. At some at some arbitrary point, I have no idea why the Kabuki warriors disengage they, they for like two seconds. Everything right. They go one on one, and then Lady Lightning lands one kick, and then all the ninjas reengage. Like <laughs> it's like like they're on Princess's side. They're like, oh fuck no, you can't do that. He's racist against Kempo. I don't know. It's like when you're driving on the highway and you see a deer sign and then you look behind you and there's a deer sign like 10 feet later and you're like, wait, so is there just like a 10 foot deer zone? Like that's what this Kabuki warrior. <laughs> 10 foot ninja zone. 10 foot ninja zone. They're like, ladies, you get one second to yourselves. <laughs> it's, 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 I can't be emphasized how short that is. It really is just it's a couple wild. of seconds. Yeah. And then they're right back in there fighting each other, fighting the ninjas. Who are just uh, a nuisance. Like, we're just... Just an obstacle. Imagine entering this school and training your hardest and then being thrown into a doomed city and mustering up your courage. And then you're treated like, fucking get away from me. God damn it. I'm trying to do something. <laughs> like your whole life is destroyed in that, with that attitude. The I attitude have, you would like shoo a gnat. I feel like I have an important question here for both of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a spot in here where she jumps over, Prin- Lady Lightning jumps over Princess, and then she does the Pee Wee Herman like toe touch. Like the tequila dance toe touch. They do a full insert of a new shot. Like it's a very important thing. Like, but it's not the setup to a super move. She just kind of swapped to, to Pee Wee Herman tequila stance for a moment and continued the fight. I want to know what that said to you as a viewer. Like, t- to me, that felt like a mistake. Showmanship. Just showmanship. She just was like. Yeah, that's we're rated boom. on showmanship. Okay. She wasn't. She was giving him hammer punches. She's like, well, this one's, you know. It's a little fancy. She's like, I can do a toe touch. Oh, good. Get get camera two on that toe touch. <laughs> I don't know. It's fuck, It was super fucking weird to me. <laughs> it's one of many crazy decisions. Uh, so she wins with a spin kick, of course. Yeah. Uh, she beats Princess. And uh, we cut back to the clubhouse where they the hug. best. And you most, left out the hug. They're very. The hug they hug they because they're gentle hug. huggers. <laughs> well, we cut back to the clubhouse where the best and the most balanced man, yin yang oh. man, uh, <laughs> dressed in full yin yang. Incredible. Whose eye patches Yin Yang uh, <laughs> is bummed that Princess lost because they both use uh, Wushu style. Yeah, and he's trying to explain Darn. that when they all turn at once to glare at Tracer, uh, who I'm assuming is the is the antagonist of this whole series. Uh, everybody's super annoyed at him for sipping his water too loudly, and I do have a clip of that. Oh, okay. I'm glad you got this clip. <laughs> Don't sweat it, Yin Yang. Maybe you'll flub your master blaster today and still make it a double. One, two. Don't stand. Don't count on it, Tracy. 
Nobody calls me Tracy. It's Tracer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the punchline marimba. Punchline. <laughs> the little punchline marimbas. Can okay. we expense a punchline marimba Please. like a little guy you that must. can just bling, 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 like a child? I authorize like, it. Ding. This Fuck. just such a dense scene here because we have the line. This is another line like that one from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Don't sweat it, Ying Yang. Maybe you'll <laughs> flub your master blaster and still make it a double. So like, fucking weird. Say that to anyone. <laughs> They'll know you're in the club. I love They'll it. know you're in their secret club. Like but I guess the master blaster is what they call it when they just swing their swords around. Yeah, it's their kata. It's, right. It's like oh, I didn't even get that. I thought he was just like a crazy man. <laughs> it's like we're the, I'm thrown off by the unthinkable rudeness of slurping his water. I'm fucking so pissed about that stuff. <laughs> See, my favorite part, everybody has a favorite part of this two-second scene. <laughs> my favorite part is when he says, yeah, I know, at the end, <laughs> yeah. to, like, undercut his entire punchline. Yes. Right. Like, to explain to the children, like, I actually was doing that on purpose in case they didn't it get it. It's a comedy joke. <laughs> As if the, the punchline marimba didn't do that job fucking excellently. It's what an insult to the punchline marimbist. And I said the, Willie the Bam Johnson boy. was the worst actor, but, like... If someone said no, it's Yin Yang Man, I'd say, okay. I would like immediately concede that argument. Like, <laughs> yeah, I see your point. I don't know if you're completely right, but I respect it. Yeah, <laughs> he is like cannot deliver a single line. I, I don't know if he's trying for tough or cowed. Uh, I guess that's, uh, you that's see the his tongue. That's his tongue is Yin Yang, so he he speaks good and bad at the same time. <laughs> he looks like so. First of all, I have to say, R.I.P. Richard Brandon. He died ten years ago. Um, but it has to be said that he looks completely fucking insane here. Um, <laughs> even, like, even with even yeah. with all of these people, he looks yes. like eighties Ben Stiller. Like <laughs> someone yes, did like a horrible yes. prank to him. Like, and he looks and sounds like Ben Stiller. He like, looks like, like a yeah, local. I know. Like a local church is putting on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles play, and he's like the <laughs> pastor who got Shredder. Right. He looks like a grumpy sous chef uh, <laughs> whose laundry just got really, really ruined somehow. <laughs> this is what he has. The only thing he had clean was this bunch of tinfoil. <laughs> it's amazing that he looks out of place and ridiculous in a room yes. full of people in just like yes. felt so costumes that, to make them look like racial stereotypes. As, as bizarre as this costume is, uh, someone in the Discord pointed this out, and I was going to bring it up anyway later on, but there is a book on this show that someone wrote because they were so obsessed with the show. That's an oral history of WMEC masters. And it has some of the original costume designs for the characters. And yin yang man is like covered in head to toe, white and black spandex. Oh. Yeah. He looks like a, he's like a comic book superhero, <laughs> yeah. but you know, they, yeah. they could not have pulled I, off. Right. Like it would believe. be loose and floppy. I <laughs> can't believe that's the second draft of anything. I can't believe that. <laughs> This is probably like the fourth or fifth draft because they had a long ways to go from that. It was just black and white spandex. Fucking, fucking Great Wolf was oh full headdress and war paint war on an, on an Indian motorcycle, motorcycle yeah. on an Indian Whoa. brand motorcycle with two huge knives. I think I, like I think the motorcycle makes it work for me. I think that would make the headdress sarcastic <laughs> enough that I'd allow it. <laughs> In case you didn't get that he's an Indian, he's also right. riding an Indian. What if it was a triumph? You would never understand. 
They like formed the motorcycle like a buffalo. Like I'm that I say go all the way. Why not? <laughs> it's amazing that there were drafts for these costumes and characters and they wound up with this. Like they, it would be your first lazy impulse to to do any of these costumes and to think that there's somebody somebody was suffering for their art for this. <laughs> I <laughs> undergoing the creative process, throwing crumpling the design and throwing it in the wastebasket. Ah, it'll never be here. perfect. I think what's great about this season is they're they're in costumes more. Because the first season, like it felt like they had civilian clothes they changed into more often. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's like they go backstage to their Disney Channel clubhouse and they're like still full on like Ninja Turtle shit. Um, but the drama has completely bottled out in, in like this childlike space. So these muscle men are slurping sodas, giving each other rated G nicknames. Well, everything else is just maximum Mortal Kombat. And so... I, again, I feel like it came together to create something perfect, but every decision that led here was bad. Yes, mm-hmm. that's why I love it so much. It's yeah. wrong in so many directions that it, one of them has to be right. Yeah, <laughs> shotgun blasted wrong, and then it's, one of the pellets hit right, right in the yin yang eyeball. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> this is I think the greatest reveal in like the entire show as far History as of the uh, planet. all the episodes i have seen yeah yeah just period the greatest reveal of all time he's doing are you his- talking about him doing they cut away from that scene he goes uh to the kung fu parlor yeah. to do his his master blaster which is just kind of a kind of a karate well, look what i can do dad first of all they call it they say he's going to demonstrate the quote nonviolent uses of ancient <laughs> yes. weapons of wushu, and he's fucking swinging swords yeah. around. That's yes, the, he's demonstrating like, the most violent. They're not hardly like killing anybody. He's doing fucking dynasty warriors. <laughs> yeah. Like he's killing hundreds of guys. But to introduce that, you oh start on a tight shot of Yin Yang Man looking super intense with his Yin Yang eye patch, and then he whips it up. To reveal his yin-yang eyeball. Dun-dun-dun. My heart Why? fucking stopped. He's got a fake eye and it's yin-yang. I was legally dead for 10, 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and then we pull out to, again, double reveal. He's doing the splits on, to- on top of two boxes. Right. Awesome. No, the reveal was the eye, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, that rules, but do that reverse. Yeah, you're Zoom in. a little. Yep. That shot should have been pan across his foot to his crotch. To reveal that he is doing the full splits. Snap cut to his eye. Snap cut to the eye patch. Lifting up. That's, yes, that's, that's it. The that's shot. exactly how you structure that's that. That's the shot. What the Explosion fuck is Explosion cut. It only sees in black and white. What is the story here? Like, is this in, in universe? Is this purely decorative? Is it just a contact that he put in? Is it a glass eye? Does, did he lose that eye and he replaced it with the yin yang eye? Does it have some kind of spiritual powers? It Does it let him powers like, his brain. harness it, his chi? It fires balance beams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a chi battery for his skull, probably. Like, if you take, if you take his eye yeah. out, he shuts down like a robot. Right, yeah. So the new computer, who I guess is running this terrible experiment on on wedding karate <laughs> right. morons, uh, she introduces all of these weapons by first their name, then a Chinese name. I'm pretty sure they made up, oh, and then how the weapons would make love if they were. <laughs> so first, so first weird. up is broad. She says broadsword, the tiger, swift, fierce, forceful. <laughs> And uh, it is a floppy so, tinfoil sword. This is like a little they're all floppy tinfoil swords. It, it's 100% not forceful. If you stab someone with this, it would crinkle up like an half-eaten potato. 
<laughs> so he shows his nonviolent motions of slashing and stabbing. Uh, I thought it, I thought it was going to be like carpentry or crafts. Like he's right. like, he like you can use right. the pommel to drive a nail in. So you could grill you know, a pineapple. Make uh, a little home for puppies is, is how you could do it. And he just throws it into the Next crowd when he's the, done. He just throws it. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. Like blade first. Just yes. like. <laughs> I think he throws it. I think his sheaths are ninjas. And so it just mm. <laughs> embeds itself in a ninja. Yeah. They die and then he can go get it later. He knows where it is. <laughs> they, they know the sheath ninjas. Uh, next is the cudgel, also known as the grandfather, <laughs> which is legendary for its enormous attack radius. Mm. That's how I describe it too, tastefully mm-hmm. amongst, you know, mixed company. Grandfather was known for his girth and length. For his, his great girth. And he could use both sides to attack. <laughs> I get it. I'm with you. I don't think you stretched that metaphor too long, too far at all. I get it. Well, no, not they, nearly as long or far as uh, Grandfather's stick. That's what they say about the cudgel. He can use both sides to attack. I liked that in specifying that you could use the benefit of a, of right. a big cudgel. A stick. You See, use. with the stick, both sides can be hit with. <laughs> then it's double broadsword, known as the parents, because they're always protecting you. Aww. It's loving, so weird. Oh, these I loving, say, nurturing parents that are broadswords are proud of you, son. My parents' proud of souls you. are in these blades. <laughs> it's okay that you grew up to be a cudgel. <laughs> we still accept you. <laughs> I think they're named after family members because uh, I think ninjas have been lonely latchkey kids and sad orphans since the ancient Orient. I think this, these are authentic like legends of these weapons. Like, yeah, this is my mm. sword, dad, and my nunchucks, the <laughs> actual best friends. <laughs> my nunchuck lovers <laughs> yes. uh, in the middle of this he's doing a lot of lovers he's doing a lot of cool moves in, in these things he's doing his kata and uh, in the middle of double broadsword he does half a front flip and lands intentionally on his back mm-hmm. and then like goes into bridge position and starts doing head spins yeah. just head spins yeah. like <laughs> it looks like a really performative nah I meant to do that watch me break dance now yeah like, like it's on purpose, but it's to what it's specifically right. to let your enemies kill you <laughs> 16 times in a row yeah. before you attack. It does show that if you do this wrong, it, it all looks like an accident. Like when you see a good wushu performer, they'll do a front bump and, you know, dance around on the ground or like butt hop over their own chain whip. And it looks like break dancing. You know what I mean? It looks really intentional. And, and I don't think that Yin Yang Man pulled it off here. I'm sure he's good yeah. on some days, but this is not his best day. It looked like it knocked the wind out of him a little bit. Yeah. Like, there was a little bit of a face. Like, like, <laughs> but there, there are was, no there second takes. There wasn't as much snap in those head spins <laughs> as the baby showed it. That was, that was a man trying to, <sighs> trying to get his breath back as he was supposed to head spin. Uh, so next is the three-section cudgel. Uh, a legendary warrior broke his staff and created this powerful new weapon from the pieces. It's such a... It's just... It's like a... 80s toy marketer came up with this story like a third grader it's just (laughs) total nonsense it's such a fancy way of saying you can't break a stick you can only make smaller sticks right (laughs) this guy this ancient guy really loved his stick and he fixed his stick not he's not good at fixing sticks so he had a real floppy stick do we but he have made to it work. provide the backstory of like how a guy broke his step and was like, I can still hit you yeah. pieces like, of this. I feel like at the end of this segment, I know more about these weapons than I do about any of the people <laughs> who are fighting. Do you know the story behind yep. Yin Yang Man? You don't. No. <laughs> so but you know, backstory. you know the relationship and how his weapons fuck each and every one of them. Like, uh, I, bet, fa- I bet the three okay, section staff origin though. I bet the origin is someone made nunchucks 
And some other asshole says, dude, I'm going to make double nunchucks. And then they tried. And they're like, that's too many. I'm going to just go down to three <laughs> triple nunchucks. I can't, I can't deal with it. I bit off more than I can chew. You know, one of those cases of your eyes being bigger than your stomach, but with yeah. nunchucks. <laughs> so my favorite is the spear. And the computer says, it's festive tassels. Protect the warrior from getting sprayed in the face with his enemy's blood. So amazing. A little, a little wad of... Of hair on your spear. Right. That's what, right. That's what tassels do. That's why strippers have them on their nipples. Mm-hmm. It's to protect from, from the from your sprays blood. Of, oh, it is to protect from the sprays, but not of blood. That does make sense. <laughs> I <laughs> that makes sense. That's why they whirled them. That is why we grew nipple on our nipple hair. I, I, the robot is so weird and conversational, but it's still in that spooky robot voice. So it's like this sword is for farming, probably. Sword historians. <laughs> Have other ideas. They're all sort of Probably. stupid, if you ask me. It, if you, I think it was for haircut. Not even a ninja. Oh shit! I missed my cue. Ninjas penetrate everything. Do it, fucking robot ninja. It's bit. just a little loose. Like, what's going on? Ninjas penetrate everything was, uh, I think, the name of the the adult film that Richard Brandon starred in shortly after WMC Master. It's the name that. of my heavy metal band. After after this, that you guys are going to start with me. It's called Ninjas Penetrate Everything. The hair on my spear protects <laughs> me from my enemy's fluids. I don't I don't <laughs> give a shit who's lead singer, but I'm playing the punchline marimba. <laughs> it looks like so much fun. Uh, so so then there's Quan Do, which is a double-ended halberd thing. And in this one, I brought this one up, not because there's anything funny, but he does this fucking completely sweet move where he <laughs> right. like lifts his hand up to the sky in superstar pose and then lets it roll all the way yeah. down his body to his foot and then kicks it and it rolls all the way back up like in rewind. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just contact Almost. juggling, but like super badass. Yeah, I love that they reverse the footage to, to add like this element of magic because... But it's also kind of got like a sexy burlesque thing to like roll this Dynasty Warrior spear down his body. Right, it's, it's a little like, erotic. What? It's like if this was the ending to fame, you would be so fucking pumped. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they're going to make it. But before he's doing all the regular weapon stuff and then it just it takes a little turn where I'm like, oh, where where are you going with this yin yang, man? Yeah, they I should did. play that burlesque song like that little cut yeah. again. Tassels, shaking his tassels. Checking the old grandfather, uh, whipping out the old grandfather. <laughs> uh, then next up is this. Is this it? It's the, it's the monkey stick. The monkey stick. stick. Yes. Which, which tradition dictates you must act like a monkey. That's <laughs> <laughs> what she fucking says. So he pretends to be a monkey. He does, like adore. He does all the adorable stuff, not just the moves. He climbs up to the top of the staff yeah, and does so this cute. like little alert monkey yep. looking out for fruit thing. That is just there's no kung fu purpose for that except for making your opponent go aw. Tradition dictates you must do it. You <laughs> must act and move like a monkey. If you touch this stick, you have to be a monkey. You're breaking the rules. This is bad improv. <laughs> I would love uh, it if it was like, it went, if course. he didn't want it for it, he's like, he was just trying to do like his regular, regular cudgel routine, but he's like, no, I can't resist it. <laughs> Somebody thought the ninja throws the monkeys, um, an angry, disgruntled ninja throws the monkey stick in and by reflex, he catches it. God damn it. Fine. Monkey climbs God the pole. Monkey it. looks for fruit. <laughs> monkey tickles balls. Are you happy? Uh, that was a real one from Shaolin Dolomite. <laughs> That was a real move. Uh, when it is finished, his, his, his dance of death, he sheaths his eyeball. Oh, I love it so much. And uh, he, like, but, okay, what is the purpose of this? Like, obviously, it's, like, for the show, and it looks cool. 
but like within the fiction of like they're competing for the badges from each other this uh, there's no this point is not to advanced. It in their universe. if he had fucked it up what they would have made fun of him a little like he was even a little nervous for it earlier when he was in the clubhouse like i think it's their little performance time I'm like oh i got to <laughs> show the other guys what i can do i feel like there should be a, like an intercontinental title in this world where like the, sure there's the main one you get from fighting but then the best weapon demonstration gets like their own belt it's not as good as the main belt but it's still an honor just because merit's right there's there's no point to this uh, in the universe and so you know is this for yeah, us what like would flubbing his master blaster have even entailed what were the consequences for that yeah none there zero was, there was nothing somebody would would replace his eyeball maybe like demoted to kabuki face. ninja but no when you're getting a really good job it's a star eyeball oh oh Oh, a little gold star eyeball. Anyway, he sheaths the eyeball that only comes out when it's time to kill. Could you uh, imagine and if it they is went, no longer time to kill? If they went too hard in that direction and these karate fighters were like a toy line where you could pop their eyes out and trade their eyes. Like, oh, fuck. That'd be sweet. See, that, rules, that would though. be great. See, I'm on board with that. That rules. You, you just man. need one dumb thing for a toy. <laughs> He's like this window into a, a world where things could have been better. Uh, but not this world, this terrible world, this post-apocalyptic <laughs> yeah. bunker they live right. in that they're being experimented on by evil computers. So they cut back to the clubhouse where Superstar still can't believe his brother Star Warrior is hung up on his betrayal from yesterday. <laughs> Star Warrior is even, he's so chill, he's even like, give me time. And Superstar is just like, hey, fuck you, fuck you with your time. Forgive me right now, you dipshit. <laughs> and then they do, uh, Cyclone comes in, they do this What's he saying? He said, ow. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fantastic. Wrong on everyone. Incorrect on every. I love that you picked up on the sound cues because it goes into <laughs> racist, racist musical sting cool. into punchline marimba. Yes, Fucking yes. God, the elegance, the casual offensiveness of this era <laughs> and this show in particular. I love it. I would just like to break down that scene and explain why that's incorrect. Not even just like wrong or offensive. It's incorrect. What's notable here is that this is Cyclone. He's a Japanese man doing this bit to two, I believe they're supposed to be Korean brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this bit that he's doing is very old. This I say a bunch of stuff equals something short. Yeah. It's very old, It's at, and it's at the expense of every single Asian. It's used on any kind of Asian. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It was, it was, I, that's the joke. It's a shitty joke, but the hard quote marks, marks joke is that Asian people take a long time to say something that's not very complicated well, I would, I would like with to their stupid non-English. This, that- Part of this can work. It's an ethnocentric style of joke, but if like there's a concept that's super easy to understand in a different culture right. and very difficult in the other, that's when you use this. So this case is fucking broken because saying ow is yes. does not take yeah. 15 very calm sentences in Japanese. That's <laughs> right. very strange. It's incorrect on many, many levels. And he's doing it to two other Asian people. Right. Uh, and, and then the, it's punctuated with an oriental... <laughs> Yeah. With like a welcome to the Orient riff and then the punchline marimba and then a big and he does the like wipe sweat from my brow and like 
How yeah. many fucking buttons do you need? I mean, Kane comes out and drags him off. Like, <laughs> tap dancing clown. We get it. The joke is over. We understand. <laughs> okay, like comedy wise, what they did here is they created a situation that can't happen with a punchline that can't exist being delivered by four karate masters through a translator. Just, I can't believe they didn't make that work. Based on an ethnic joke by yes. and against the also, same ethnicities. I'm very racist, and you will be offended by it by today's standards. I, I think most people probably, they would allow it back then. I Even the, like the... I think they botched it so badly that you won't be offended. I think it's so incomprehensible like, huh? that it is not... Like, I don't think it even can be offensive if no one actually understands like that's true right what it's supposed if to you be. watch it if you do it this badly it's not actually offensive it's not racist i mean it's offensive to comedians right or writers also who have to drive they're sort of gesturing towards a post-racial utopia by having this japanese guy do this joke to two korean guys through the medium of a black guy interpreting it's true. so <laughs> it's right. sort of like imagining a better world yeah it's the one good thing that came from and this the, apocalypse. Uh, the racist is the clear villain <laughs> Except for the good guy earlier. Who's Except a, for the good guy who are exactly, <laughs> who say the exact same thing. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, so we're in the fight. We cut to the final fight in the Electro Dome. The dome lowers on Lady Lightning and and uh, Chameleon, who's kind of, uh, we haven't talked about her yet. She's uh, talking she's about, I've been talking Blade. about her all she's, day. I will talk well, about Chameleon. We haven't Chameleon. officially like, talked about her character. She's uh, oh, right. It's kind of a spirit Halloween dazzler, kind of a yeah. replacement Sonya Blade. Like, exactly as hot as that sounds, which is uh, right. and pretty British. And oh. I think Australian. is. I think she's supposed she to be might Australian. Be, I think the actress is British, she, but it does sound like she's like doing some kind of like Australian like. <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to do an accent. Nobody knows. <laughs> 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 anyway, I, I know what you're thinking. Uh, that dome is electrified. They'll never get ninjas in there. Ninja clothing specially treated to render them invisible to dome's electro sensors, which will activate from the slightest touch from either competitor. Yeah, Why? invisible. Asshole. They, you didn't think Why? of that. They upgraded Why? it to invisible. Invisible. You're invisible to electricity. What the fuck? You're no, no. You're invisible to electricity <laughs> because of the fabric what we have the treated fuck? your clothing. They with. have invisibility cloaks on, but only for electricity. Like but they're freaking electricity. So it can't see right. them. Electricity can't see them. Like it says, look over there, electricity, and they sneak past it. I see nothing. <laughs> this didn't need to be like no kid was asking hey wait a second but that ninja touched the dome why didn't it go off like, somebody was so insecure about this fuck. somebody got one well, comment mm -hmm. like meant in jest like what why doesn't the ninja set it off and they just fucking it, they ruin their lives am i going crazy we all know that like they their clothes were treated in season one but they just weren't invisible right. to electricity like they could touch yeah, it no they added yeah. that they added that. Yeah. They're or they tried to on this lore. explain it in such a different way that it came out stupid and like they were making something else up. Like they, because this is season two, they're still explaining it. Right. They're still explaining it every time. They're trying to find new ways to, and they're running out of synonyms. I, I think it's cool. I think it's a cooler way to say than they just have electricity proof costumes. I think saying they're invisible to electricity is like an element that I will think about forever. Is it a mistake? Is <laughs> it a whole new power? power? How can they use it? Can, can they use the phone or does the phone just have no idea they're there and not making it a sound? Sounds you try like, to it sounds like shoot a, them with a taser and it gets lost along the way. <laughs> it sounds like, like a, I don't know what you mean. A superpower that like a really shitty X-Men 
would right. have in like the 70s, but then some writer would pick it up in the 2000s and be like, actually, this means that he's God. Right. Um, he walks inside the electric lines. Right. And <laughs> yeah. everything's electric now. Yeah. You see, it is you who are the fool. <sighs> there was all those years it's where the X-Men is. couldn't be seen by cameras. It's vaguely related, but like, that's fucked up, right? Like, feels like for like a decade, the, X- the X-Men just couldn't be photographed. And that was Invisible just part of their canon. Well, they were all Draculas. They were all Draculas, right. Well, Electro-Draculas. There it is. <laughs> we're going to be here all day if we try to get to the bottom yeah, of it. I just, I just, I just while I'm here with two nerds, I wanted to bring that up and see if fuck. they... Like, what, the, so, what the fuck was that? Uh, the Karate Commander computer, the Karate Experiment, uh, explains that a bunch of the rules, but mostly what she adds here is something I love. That this, if the score is tied... No, it's not. The match just continues and nothing special happens. <laughs> Why did you even yeah, say anything? Why did you bring man? it up? The other thing that The story is tied. The match is continues. The lady robot... <laughs> yeah, that's how points work. The lady robot doesn't have, like, a thing to announce. She doesn't get to tell the ninjas to penetrate the dome, so she goes, color change. And I don't know why. I don't know what this does. <laughs> what is it? It doesn't happen, right? Yes, I, I rewind it a also, few times. Yes, it does. Like, her, her outfit it? changes colors. Chameleons. Is it the outfit yeah, that changes yeah, yeah. colors? I was looking at like the dome lights. No, no, no. So that's Chameleon. Chameleon's superpower, which none of the rest of them have, is that she can do a flip and then her costume changes colors because her name is Chameleon and that's what Chameleon does. God damn it. Oh, I didn't catch that. It says color change and nothing, that it, it impacts nothing. So she would be so upset that the narrator that they all can hear is saying that. Right. Like, it's supposed to be camouflage. <laughs> she's she's changing I'm, color. I'm so unclear on what the purpose of, like, does she switch into, like, now she can copy Sub-Zero's moves and before she could copy Reptile's moves. That like, would kick too much ass. Right. <laughs> that, would, that would be sweet. It's not like an octopus. If each color did something. They're just emotional states. If, if each color, if she did a flip and it's pink and, like, now my kicks are double the power, but my punches are half. <laughs> right. Like, I, really like I that. don't know. Make some shit up. But no. That's the same urgency as color change. We're changing the light gels, everybody. <laughs> also ninjas. Ninjas penetrate penetrating everything you love. If you feel like it. You're invisible to electricity. Touch whatever you want. Like, they're just spraying psychedelic gas inside this <laughs> fucking saying shit and seeing what they can prompt ninjas penetrate the dome oh god yep he's hit the freak out point let's uh let's sedate him get him out of there uh chameleon gets a point she gets a point so uh ninjas penetrate the dome we have yeah. to uh, we have to eat that healthy ninja energy to gain the the carbs to fight uh after lady lightning kicks two ninjas at once and then turns around and kicks three ninjas at once. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and Chameleon whips a ninja with her hair and then uses another one as a pommel horse. Uh, it's clear they're just embarrassing themselves, so ninjas leave the dome. Yeah. I I love this fight because uh, like I say, that the, the choreography is a step up from season one. They do a lot more camera cuts, so like you can set things up like three ninjas getting kicked in the face and it looks fucking sweet. And Lady Lightning is like this beefy swan just tearing through him. And I think Chameleon's really good. Like, uh, she's a strong stunt performer, but you can kind of tell she's acting. Like, she's in a dance routine where I think Lady Lightning is like an unleashed bioweapon. And so I feel like I just want to talk about how Lady Lightning is the best once again. Um, but I. And that hair, the hair is the finger of God porking, right. poking through, porking, porking <laughs> through fourth dimensional uh-huh. time. 
And Chameleon lands a cheap shot after uh, Lady Lightning kicks three ninjas in the face, and I kind of hate her for it. <laughs> so when, after they say ninjas Honorless. leave the dome, there's something that I love a lot. It's only a half second, uh, but the ninjas have a little pet door. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yeah, the thing they have they have a tiny, not at all human sized flap on the ground that they have to crawl and scurry through like naughty raccoons who snuck into the fight and are now being chased out because somebody turned on the light. They're just like ninjas scurry out of the dome. <laughs> I was gonna clip you this have- and send it to you because there's a really funny part where the lady robot says color change again, but then the other robot, the guy robot says, Ninjas leave the dome, and he like almost interrupts her. She's like, Color change, ninjas leave the dome. You're like, <laughs> We're let things are getting real. Stop interrupting the lady robot. So chameleon uh chameleon wins but this is just like she's in the middle of kind of a transitional transitional role mm-hmm. like it's not a dramatic moment right. time ran out on the match right is how it's decided yeah, just kind of runs so it's once again the crazy dedication to to quote unquote realness at the cost of dramatic stakes yeah you could write a climax. wasteland warriors in a in a theme park right yeah and you don't <laughs> just make it up Take you don't have time. to have a match end with time out yeah just Get Write a, a climax. Chameleon, hair. Lady Lightning, if you're listening, some of this might be metaphor, but uh, I know my way around an electric dome and I'd be happy to write you a climax. <laughs> just uh, have her, she's a chameleon, have her turn into a ninja and then Lady Lightning right. thinks she's one and she sweeps her or something. So that time doesn't have to run out on a fake fight. It's so disappointing. There is one weird thing about the scene that I want to bring up and uh, it's, the the woman who is sitting on the throne watching this happen, and at one moment Black she like leans in and is like, mm, "Yes, yes." <laughs> you caught her it. attention, <laughs> right? Yes, uh, I liked that time ran out. That right. was an excellent way to win this. Uh, anyway, I don't know why we're bothering talking about this because the craziest. Okay, no, I, I, let me do this okay. before we get to this crazy thing because that thing is way too. I will never be able to follow that. But no one knows who Black Widow is. It's a mystery. Yeah, even the guy who wrote the book on the show does not know who black widow oh, was because so cool. her name like, is not real the woman that played yes her? yeah that fucking rules. yeah she's like totally uh unfindable her name i think shows up as like lynette naguchi or something on imdb and stuff and in the credits Clearly a fake name. not her she was supposed to be someone's sister not their sister uh she was no just one some knows. cool lady on the earthquake ride just yeah <laughs> right <laughs> just hopped so off the ride at know, the right time uh please that's the dream yeah. isn't it isn't the dream to like if i hop off the ride right when it turns this corner and i hide until the theme park <laughs> closes then all of a sudden you come out yeah. and all these ninjas and warriors sneak out to do battle and you join their ninja circus and run away from home forever that's every child's dream. It is. that's what you hope would happen. but okay it happened it happened for somebody and that's inspirational let's talk about this because okay the craziest fucking shit happens <laughs> like i dear listener you were there when red dragon told the machine he had a dream that he was a female astronaut and they made out you were there when we learned a lesson about pranks via apocalyptic martial arts tournament. You were, you were here when ninjas first penetrated the dome. So when I say the weirdest goddamn thing happens next, I want you to write down on a piece of paper what you think that means. Pause it right now. What do you think that means? I'm so glad we haven't spoiled this. You're so this. fucking wrong. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. Here's what actually happened. To help celebrate Chameleon's first Battle Dome victory. Now entering the World Martial Arts Council Arena, baby. For pet lizard. Did you see Mama? Did you see Mama with the five? Fucking 
Now entering the arena, <laughs> okay, a lizard, okay, a sidekick iguana, but, because every inch of this shit is crazy. Wait, no, 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 because I think one of the human women is also named Baby. This is going to get confusing on the call sheet by the end of season three. Someone's going to have a fight booked against the iguana. Color change. Shut up, I wasn't done. Yeah, like if you were just if you just heard that clip and you're like, oh, entering Baby, you'd be like, oh, it's like a yep. little dog. It's Baby it's Doll, cat, the competitor. It's Baby Doll, the competitor. It could be anything. No, it is a fucking lizard. Yeah, it's, a, it's an iguana. Uh, yeah. So they give it the full treatment when he says now entering the ring, iguana. A, a section of the cage rises up. It walks out from backstage down a ramp. The all pageantry. Like it, <laughs> like, it has, like it has a fucking key symbol. This is the Ric Flair of lizards. Weapon. Just strutting into <laughs> it the arena. It struts in. <laughs> she picks it up and starts baby talking to it while it flails wildly. <laughs> yeah, it this looks, is not somebody's pet. It hates it this. It looks like it hates trained. being there. <laughs> Not a trained reptile wrangler. It's and that's her. If you, I don't know how clear it comes across in the podcast because it's real distant even in the show. But that's her saying hello, hello, <laughs> like full Cockney voice. Hello, baby. Did you see Mama win the fight? <laughs> and this fucking lizard is trying to explain for its life, like it was backstage watching the monitors and trying to God. understand. The mechanics of dome ninjas. Some, some dickhead. <laughs> Why don't they set off the dome? Why don't you learn how to talk English, you fucking dog? <laughs> lizard, whatever. I don't care. It's goddamn lizard range. got a full full martial arts entrance uh, so to celebrate her running the, running out the clock on a fight. Uh, don't worry, iguanas are treated. They will not set off the dome. Uh, so, and Lady Lady has to watch it. She has to watch. She's like standing yeah. right there watching all of this yeah. looking defeated. Like, this is fucking embarrassing. I would have thrown that lizard just, right into the dome. Just spike it right into the ground. Barbecue that no. iguana. Uh, she has to hand over her badge. Uh, so, no, her new outfit did not help her at all. Uh, of course not. Nobody in the world ever thought it would. I don't know why we're proving this as a moral. Nobody, no, there, nobody thought this to be wrong. You don't have to teach children that clothes don't give you superpowers. Like even the guys, they cut back to the clubhouse. Even the guys at the clubhouse are mocking her openly. Like I think it's a uh, maybe it's Superstar who's like, guess you'll need another new outfit, dipshit. It's that, and that's the moral. That's the moral. That's uh, that's what we've been building. We, to. They thought we proved it. They thought we proved it right there. Uh, but. We need a good fucking wacky joke to go out on, and we have to also close Cyclone's xenophobic rocket skating mm-hmm. injury arc. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we go ahead and we do this. You know, I'm getting sick and tired of your Japanese mumbo jumbo. Your broken down midget. Can't you say anything in English? Get out of my face, Tracy. That's what they added one. They added a a sting. (laughs) So it was it was it was welcome to the Orient riff. Mm -hmm. It was punchline marimba, a little bit of tropical flair, and then like some drums. I think it could have used fifty-five gongs. (laughs) There are now four little clips of the use of gong just For an hour, just gongs while everyone rolls on the floor. <laughs> just punish Tracy. If the clip wasn't clear enough, Cyclone is, is just talking to his friends. Nothing involving Tracer at all. Tracer walks across the room to be like, I, here's several slurs in a row. <laughs> uh, even though what I'm saying, what I'm saying is functionally no different than what Tiger Cross right. said. Mm-hmm. And everybody laughed, which is that I wish you would speak English. So 
the lesson here is nothing. Nobody learns anything. Everybody just wishes he would speak English is, is how we end yeah. this arc. If anything, the, uh, the lesson is not to have your weak spot like out in the open like Tracer. He let everyone know too early that he gets upset when you call him Tracy. And now mm-hmm. you can just win any everybody. argument. Now everybody's just got the big fuck you button mm-hmm. that they can push in any conversation. Just real lazily slap it. All right, go away. Well, big, big cane comes out, drags him off. Uh, Sidewalker, side sidekick iguana comes in to. <laughs> he comes in doing the doing the Warner Brothers frog dance <laughs> with the hat. Everybody, everybody, forget about what just happened. Look at the look at the iguana. Look at the dancing iguana. Uh, so we think we proved several lessons in this episode. I'm not kidding. They thought there were several lessons in, lessons in this absolutely insane mess of of words that don't go together. Uh, don't worry if you might have missed the lesson. Lady Lightning does a PSA at the end, very sensible. She comes up, you know, looks right in the camera like, I'm going to get real with you kids. And she says this. Have you ever heard the saying, you can't judge a book by its cover? Changing your appearance, that won't make you a winner. Work on developing what's in here and here. That's what counts. Hey, I like my new costume, but it's practice that makes perfect. What's weird is she... What is that? She pointed to her belly button and her left knee. And that was... I, like, I, don't, I don't get it. No part of any of this do you get. Like, she thought she might have, she thought she might have proven that, like, appearances don't make you, like, confident or attractive. But that's not what you proved. You got in there and fought another woman in front of a bunch of ninjas and then met an iguana. You proved that clothes don't make you good at karate, which Mm -hmm. was never something anybody assumed except for karate schools, because that is their entire business. Oh, yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. you're right. They don't make any profits without that. You got to pay your belt fees. It's yeah, it's fundamentally the exact wrong message they should be giving their prospective customers for their, you know, chain of failed karate schools. <laughs> Don't buy a new gi. It won't make you better at karate. Wait, fuck. Yeah. All of our money comes from our franchise karate schools. Yep. Join in. We'll make you a ninja. Wait, fuck. We kill ninjas. <laughs> Fucking what are we doing? Meanwhile, somebody Frank bring, on the, bring out making, the iguana. Bring out the dancing iguana. <laughs> Frank Dukes is making like 200 bucks a year selling blue karate geese. He's got the right idea. That's one karate gee. <laughs> <laughs> Sent to Dukes, comma, Frank. What a crazy mess that will never... Modern TV will never allow that to happen again. Too many people know what they're doing for us to try this. Yeah. And that's a shame. This would be really bad if it was competent. And and that's weird. It is it is mm. very competent in certain ways, like the fights, and the camera work are strong. Uh, it's just that everything else is insane. It's, it, did they draft? Did they write it themselves too? <laughs> like you've got to assume this is like. Oh, is this is this why I was using uh, Bangkok knockout references, and that this was a movie conceived of right. and written and performed by by stuntmen <laughs> we're like we could do it we don't need all that story framework stuff it does feel like like a children's show like a that's so raven script and then they just casually replaced all the children with with mortal Kombat characters and just said F, let's see just stick to the script see what happens to me to me it kind of just feels like like an old school porn where they're like they just have like they fight written like three times on the page and then they're just like all right we just got to fill in whatever it's doing before then and then they fight and then a little more something happens else and then they fight yeah <laughs> and we're out so if you replace the fighting with sex like it w- yeah i guess it would have the structure of a of a really good porn with high quality costumes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I'd be very interested in it. And Yin Yang Man. It would also have Yin Yang Man. Both of those things have Yin Yang Man. I feel like that uh, that would be my fetish. That would be like my new thing. (laughs) I only take out the eyeball when it's time to fight or come. And it's always time to do both. generations, the Hot Dog Mountains have had more sightings of mysterious creatures than anywhere else in the United States. Now hardcore hunter and husky ninja Sean Baby, along with his partner, the chemically augmented Trappist Brockway, are after the most dangerous, most mysterious creatures in the world, the Supremes. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, known by locals as Medium Foot. Adrian H, Aiden Muat, Unandy, Armando Knopp, Badger, sometimes called Old Skunkfoot, Benjamin Siran, Bim Talzer, Brandon Garlock, Brian Saylor, Brianne Whitney, Alpha Queen of the Demon Coyotes, Burrito, Cyril, Chance McDermott, Chase the Mothfoot whose daddy was Bigfoot and whose mama was the Mothman. Chris Brower, Clementine Danger. Craig Lemoyne, actually five chupacabras snapped together like Voltron. Dan B, Devin, the Rogue Supreme. David Shull, the Goose Boy of Smack'em Holler. Dean Costello, Dr. Audrey. Grayson, original flavor Bigfoot. Dusty's rad title, the new Bigfoot who killed original flavor Bigfoot. Eric Spalding, Every Zig, the ghost of Bigfoot. Fancy Shark, Gareth, Bigfoot Ghostbuster. Jellaho, Greg Cunningham, the Bigfoot who kills Bigfoot Ghostbusters. Hambone, Haraka. Harvey Panguini, the Music City Wolfman. Hot Fart, Hawk. Jaber Al Aiden. Jeff Araski, Bigfoot's evil doppelganger from the Darkfoot Dimension. Jim Salter, John Dean, John Hector McFarlane, John McCammon, John Minkoff, Joseph Searles, whom locals call Chucklefoot for his amiable nature and smiling feet, Josh Fabian, Josh Quicksall, Josh S., Joshua Graves, Ken Paisley, the Rhode Island Boatfoot, K&M, Lisa, the Bigfoot who got a trucking license and makes $1,500 a week, Go on ahead and ask Truckfoot how. M. Jahi Chappelle, Mac Miserable, sometimes called Glumfoot, sworn enemy of Chucklefoot. Matt Riley, Max Baroy, Michael Lair, Partyfoot. Michael Wells, Mickey Loman, Mike Styles, Moju. Andy the Pittsburgh Wampus, the only cryptid known to steal catalytic converters. Neil Bailey, 
Neil Schaefer, Neku 104, Nick Ralston, Ozzy Olin, the Bigfoot who learned sign language and won't shut up, Patrick Herbst, Rachel, Rev, Rhiannon, Sarkovsky, the reckless bastard who brought language to the feet, Sean Chase, Spotty Reception, Supernaut, Ted H, Reverse Possessed Double Bigfoot. That's right, he puts the spirits of two big feet in you. Thomas Cavazos, Timmy Leahy, Toasty God, Tom Sakula, Tommy G, Waylon Russell, the Waylon Wahoo of Walla Walla. That was a, that was a cute one, that was just for me. Yanis Ioannidis, Yosarian, and the biggest game of all, the last thing countless Bigfoot has ever seen in this bad old world. They'd call him the Widowmaker if any Bigfoot hunter ever had a wife. He's the vile one, that old enemy, Alpha Scientist Jabbo, whom locals call, when they dare to speak of him at all, Jerkfoot.